You're listening to Comedy Central. I was thinking, like, I think part of the problem in America is that 911, people think of 911 as being instant response. And because, like, when I was growing up in South Africa, one of my favorite TV shows I used to watch with my mom was a show called Rescue 911, right, with William Shatner. And it was like a show where they go like, 911, do you have an emergency? And I'd be like, hi, I'm in my house, and something, well. And then like 911 would get there. And I remember even when we were watching inside, we'd be like, wow, 911, 911. And this is in Africa. And we'd be like, 911. And we never thought of our numbers, because they started, they tried a thing in South Africa called uh, 10 triple one. Because they tried to be like, yeah, we've also got a thing. People were like, 10 triple one. It was like, no. And because they try to go with that feeling. But we never thought of it as instant response. Because if you would call our like call centers, it wouldn't be as efficient. And so, like, in America, I think people are used to the fact that something will get done now. So I was thinking what you should do is, just to, like, dull it for a bit, you should bring the South African operators here. <laughs> just so that people stop thinking 911 is, like, an instant solution. Because, like, South African, like, they'll ask you questions. Like, in America, they just go, someone's getting robbed. They're like, we're on our way. Like, I heard with 911, even if you call them and then hang up, they'll come to check what happened. Which, I, I mean, I get it, but I'm also like, that's crazy. Whereas in South Africa, like if you, like if they called, if you had South African operators doing 911, like you'd call, he'd be like, hello, there's a man at the park. And they'd be like, hello, can I help you? <laughs> he'd be like, yeah, there's a man at the park. And I'd be like, and? <laughs> be like, yeah, he, he looks really suspicious. Be like, okay, go talk to him. <laughs> Ask him what he's doing. <laughs> Ask him his name, what he's doing there. <laughs> Be like, I'm scared of talking to him. Be like, okay, walk away then. Go away. <laughs> like, they would just be like, you go. Like, it's just, people here just like, the cops are going, no, the cops are not coming. For everything. Like, hey, you can call 911 because your cat is in a tree. That is some crazy ass shit in Africa that you'd just be like, yeah, you'd be like, hello, my cat's in a tree. They'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, I need, what, my cat's stuck in a tree. They'd be like, yeah, so what must we do? <laughs> I need you to help it. They'd be like, then how will your cat learn? Let the cat suffer, it will never do it again. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Please stay on so you can read this call. Thank you very much. It's funny because I never grew up singing the traditional happy birthday song. Like it, was, it wasn't something in my life. So um, my mom would either sing the Stevie Wonder happy birthday and then the, like, you know, the happy birthday to, there's that one. And then there was the, and then there was another one that my mom found back, it was like a Disney, Happy birthday, it was Donald Duck's birthday. <laughs> and Disney made their own version. I think this was in like 1988 or something. And it was just like, happy birthday. It's Donald's birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you. So she sang that to me when I first remembered birthdays, like when I could remember the song. That's how my mom always sang it to me. She'd be like, it's Trevor's birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you. Cause it's a party, a party to, and then I'd be there like, yeah. I was like, that's the birthday song. Right? So now I'm like four years old, five years old, six years old, and I start going to like kindergarten and all of that. And then we get there, and then the teacher comes and like, we're gonna sing happy birthday. And they turn on the lights and the candles, and it's like, everyone sing along. And then they're like, happy, and I'm like, happy birthday. It's Johnny's birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you. Come on, happy birthday. It's a party, a party today. It's a celebration. And then she's like, no, what are you doing? She's like, you're singing it wrong. It's too f and then I was like, what are you talking about? That's the birthday song. And then like, no, Trevor, just clearly you don't know it. We're just gonna sing it together. And like everyone together now. And it's like, ready? And then, happy birthday to you. And I was like, this is the most depressing shit. It, it is the saddest song 
Because when you've, when you've sang the happy birthday song your whole life, it seems normal. When you grew up with like high paced, you're like, that's, and so now even today when I see people sing, it doesn't seem like fun at all. <laughs> like it seems, you know what, if you think about it this way, if you told someone from another culture, like let's say they'd never experienced happy birthday, you could think it was like, like, a, like, a, like a death song. <laughs> like, like a song about like you're one year closer to death. Imagine if you didn't speak English at all and you'd never heard the song in your life, right? You wouldn't know what they're saying. Just think of the tone and the pitch of the song. So like everyone gathers around someone in, and they like sit down and then they turn off the lights and then someone comes out with a candle, like candles on a cake and it's just like, the candles, which means death. That's what it basically means. You're extinguishing your life. <laughs> you know what my favorite thing has been during the World Cup has been um, watching the World Cup in the United States because I've never watched the, 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 the World Cup in the US before. And in, in South Africa or in like the UK, you generally have one type of commentary, right? Which is generally from the UK. And British commentators are pretty standard. They're very, like, they're well-versed in the game. They give you context. But in America, it's interesting. You've got three different types of commentators that they've been using depending on what channel you're watching it on and when. So you have British commentators sometimes, and then you have, like, the American commentators. And then you have on, I think it's FS1, there's a commentator, and I cannot tell, like, if he's from Mexico or if he's, I just know that he's a Latino gentleman. And, like, every single one of them is different. Because, like, the British commentators give you context. It's very chilled out. They'll be like, and here we are, Brazil up against uh, this amazing team that has come a very, very long way. And, and we look at how they're playing. Switzerland, really good defensively. And the ball will be moving. They'll be like, Neymar on the ball. <laughs> and they'll chill. And they'll chill and they'll be like, you know, he's been having a really great season. It's very relaxed, very, where the Americans have to make it seem like something's always happening. Neymar on the ball, there's Neymar. Look at him running. I mean, this guy's so strong. Look at him, he's turning around and he can do anything at any point. Neymar again, look, he's running back now. Now he's running forward. Neymar passing that ball. There's Marcelo coming around him, cutting around. Oh, this is Neymar's, it's like, it's always action. And then the Latino guy's my favorite because he's got like catchphrases and stuff. He's like, Neymar, Neymar on the ball, busting through. He's gonna take it. Oh no, and he's pulled back. He has spoiled the surprise. <laughs> he has spoiled the surprise for the game. Some of the new laws that went into effect only make you question the old laws that were there before. <laughs> like the law about jaywalking in California. It, I did, first of all, I didn't know that people got arrested for jaywalking, <laughs> right? I also didn't know that that's like a law in New York as well. You're not supposed to walk into the crosswalk when the red hand is, is on. Like, that's just supposed to be for the people who are already on the inside. That's them like, time's up, right? Whereas I'm always like, oh, I've got 12 seconds. That's like in my head, I'm, sometimes I'm like, I've got two seconds, I can do this. And then now I discover that it's a crime, which would be the worst crime to be arrested for. Like, I feel like that would be the most embarrassing crime like you're locked up and then you're there and then there's like other gang members and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, hey, what are you in for, man? And you like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Same shit as everybody else, man. <laughs> Disobeying the white man. If there was one aspect of South African culture that I could... 
transplant to America, what would it be? Huh, what would it be? I think it would be um, maybe our general ease at talking about uh, race and our racial past, you know? Because South Africa and America have very similar histories, you know, in that there was like, there were many things that were done to people of color that were extremely heinous. But we, we just maybe because of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in our country, we were forced to talk about it and we just talk about it. It's painful, but we laugh about it and it's out there. Whereas in America, I find there's like a lot of tension in and around that. A lot of people are just like, yeah, well, come on, we don't, do we have to bring that up? And it's like, dude, I'm not saying you did slavery. Calm down. You know what I mean? Because that's how a lot of people treat it. They're just like, I wasn't there. I didn't say you were there. I'm just like, slavery happened. Yeah, but I, I swear I wasn't there. Dude, you're 37. Calm down. You know what I mean? And I feel like there could be, it, it helps to be able to have conversations about those things because then it helps you understand how you got to where you got to. But if you can't have those conversations, then you just have to operate in a blind space of like, how did this happen? You know, why do so many black people live in this part of Harlem? I don't know, why do you think? I don't know. <laughs> do, you, do you get what I'm saying? And it, it actually opens it up, I think. That would be like the one part. And it doesn't fix everything, don't get me wrong. But I do think it makes it easier to address issues, to have conversations when you can just be like, yeah, man, this shit happened. You know what I mean? You can just be like, yeah, that was, that was crazy. That was wild that that happened, that this happened, that you, and, and then, and that's the thing. A lot of the time people think it's about assigning blame but it's not, it's about addressing what happened so that everyone can move forward and understand why things need to be fixed or how they got there in the first place. Does that make sense? Like imagine... <laughs> imagine if like your, your doctor, like you wanna to talk to your doctor about something that happened inside your body and then you know your, your doctor scans and then you're like, doc, I think, I think I might have like a cancer. Your doctor's like, I wasn't there. I wasn't eating with you. You're like, no, I just need your help fixing it. Yeah, I wasn't there though. I wasn't eating. It's like, no man, just chill out. You know what I mean? Just talk about, that's the one thing. I'll transplant that. And chickens that don't like do weights and stuff. <laughs> that's the other part. Like chickens that just like are normal. Because American chickens is just like, what, 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 what is, I, like once I saw them, I was like, I'm sorry, what, is that the thing I'm eating? Oh, like I remember when I first saw a chicken wing in America, this is the, this is the dumbest thing you've ever heard. And you're gonna judge me, but I judge you back. I remember the first time I had a chicken wing in America is like I ordered like buffalo wings, okay? And I, I know this sounds crazy, but the reason I was intrigued, because I saw it on someone else's plate, and then I was like, what are those? And someone said, those are buffalo wings. And I was like, oh, is this like a part of the buffalo that I don't know? <laughs> and I was like, I want to taste buffalo wings. And then I remember eating it, and then I was like, it's sort of like chicken. And then someone was like, it is chicken. <laughs> and I was like, but it's buffalo. And then they were like, no, it's chicken. Then I was like, but what chicken is this? <laughs> I was like, how big is the wing of this chicken? What, what, what dinosaur chickens do you guys have here? Because that's not the size of any normal chicken anywhere in the world. So yeah, I would, I would, that's the one other thing I would bring is just like normal animals. <laughs> normal, that's all. Yeah, I'd bring normal animals and conversations about race. I find it interesting because I, I come from a developing nation, obviously. And for so many centuries, Africans spent their lives being told by Europeans that they were like backward and they were simple and they were primitive and all this shit. They're like, oh, you, you don't wear shoes and you don't have clothes. Look at your chickens in the backyard. <laughs> and then now in Silicon Valley, people are like, you know what's really, really like just calming for the mind? You know what really calms you down? Chickens. <laughs> and the Africans are like, oh really? Tell us more, huh? <laughs> tell us more, why don't you tell us more? Everything. 
I mean, even small things like shoes. Shoes are okay. They went to Africa and they were like, you don't wear shoes, you savages, whatever. And then like a few years ago, people were like, the benefits of being barefoot. Let me tell you, a lot of people are realizing that the benefits of being, ba- and it's like, what do you mean the benefits of like, you were told this. All of it. The new thing that I don't like though is the, like the, the support animals on the planes. Because I know there's some people who need it, but I feel like now people are just taking advantage. You know, now people are just on a plane and there's, there's now people have the dogs and then the, the, there was an airline that came out and said, now they're gonna accept ponies as well. <laughs> so you can bring a support pony. And I was like, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before like American airlines are basically gonna be like public transportation in Africa. <laughs> Cause I'll tell you now, I've been like on a, like on a taxi, like in a, a mini bus with people carrying chickens on my way to school and le- like that doesn't calm anybody down. <laughs> you, I needed a support animal when I got off. As someone who comes from another country, I don't think you understand how weird it is to have a government that is always in threat of shutting down like itself. Like I've never come across a pay-as-you-go government. Like every three months, they're threatening, threatening to cut it off. Like you're like, what do you mean? That's not a normal idea. You understand how strange that is? That's not a normal, I, and people are just like, will Congress, well, I don't know if Congress, can, I, don't, I don't think Congress is gonna do it. You know what, I, I don't think Congress can get it done. I, and everyone accepts that it's normal, that Congress does not function. That's not normal. Like even when people go like, why would Donald Trump send this to Congress? He knows that Congress can't do this. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? You shouldn't accept that the people in power cannot do their job. There's no other industry where we would allow that to happen. There's no other industry where we would allow that to happen. You know what I mean? Like, we would, we would never be like, oh, pilots don't know how to land planes. Yeah, well, that's how it is. You know, that's, uh, that's, why we, that's why we jump out before they crash. That's what we do. We, I guess that's life. It's like, no, it's not normal. We don't accept it. We, like, we, it's, it's not, and you can accept things when you do them for long enough. You start to believe it's normal. I remember when I was, when I was really young, when I was, what was it, maybe 18, I had, I had a car. It was a, 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 a Beetle, right? The little Volkswagen Beetle, Volkswagen, right? And, <laughs> and my car had windows that didn't, the window winders were all broken. So what I'd have to do is like do this to, op- to close them and then like do this to close them. And it, I was just like, it's normal. I couldn't afford to fix them. So I was just like, yeah, this is what I do every day. And I thought it was normal and my friends treated it normal because we did it for like a year or two. And then one day I was on a date with a woman and she got in the car and we were driving. She's like, oh, I'm really cold. Can you, can I, I don't know how to. And then I stopped the car, straight face, got out, went to her side, opened her door. And I was like. And then, and then she looked at, like, you know when someone's looking at you? Just looking at, and you know when you, I've never looked in somebody's eyes and seen sex get erased. Like immediately, like while I was doing this, I was like, oh, this is, this is not, okay, okay. And I was like, this is not normal. I shouldn't be living like this. You can't accept it from Congress. It's not normal. In Africa, like, so my mom, she would let me watch like a sex scene in a movie. She would be like, I don't care about that. But if kids were playing with food, she'd make me turn the movie off. So whenever, so that whenever there's like, I used to watch those high school movies, those American movies. And then you know, there'd always be a food fight in the cafeteria. Then my mom would be like, turn it off, turn it off. And then I'll be like, what do you mean? She's like, why are they wasting food? Then I was like, it's a movie. She's like, but it's real food. It's real food. It's real food. How can, how can you waste food like that? And then I was like, like, it's like my mom was going, you know, you, like parents would go, there are children starving. My mom was like, we are starving in Africa. 
We're starving. Why are they wasting food? The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.